Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great to have you here on Listen Up. I hope everybody had a fabulous weekend. Uh, was really, I had a good show yesterday, and I was debating whether to do the show on the 4th of July, but I was not able to do the show on Thursday and Friday, and we had so much to talk about from over the weekend. And uh, well, I was really happy with yesterday's show. For those of you that listened and participated, I had some great calls on the show and uh, so we'll carry it on to today and the rest of the week. I hope that you are doing well. Talked a little bit yesterday about uh, the Kings and some of the NBA free agency. I do not understand some of the signings that occurred or will occur uh, as the moratorium is close to ending. But like a Zion Williamson, you're going to give Zion Williamson a max deal? Why? Why are you giving Zion Williamson a max deal? Marvin Bagley gets $37 million. And there are so many other examples of salaries that that I just don't quite get. I don't quite get. Now, when you look at the Sacramento Kings, I think they got better with a couple of their moves. I think that Malik Monk, will be decent coming off the bench because I don't think he starts. I'm not crazy about Monk. I mean, he's a good shooter, and the Kings need shooting. So I think that's good. I think getting Kevin Herter is a good move. I think he's an upgrade. He's a player that will help you. Uh, He's got a very good basketball IQ, knows how to play the game, was a big part of the Atlanta Hawks when they got DeJounte Murray. That obviously changed their situation because with Trey Young and Bogdan Bogdanovich and Murray and, and Herter, I mean, there's just too many guys. So I understand it from the Hawks' perspective. I certainly understand it from Sacramento's point of view. I talked about this yesterday. I don't know who the Kings are better than among the top 10 from last year other than the San Antonio Spurs. I would clearly take Sacramento's roster over San Antonio's. I wouldn't take it over any of the top six teams. I would not take it over the seventh-place Timberwolves or eighth-place Clippers now that they're getting Kawhi Leonard back. I wouldn't take the Kings roster over the Pelicans roster. So, I mean, am I misjudging this? Am I not giving... The Kings enough credit? No, I think when you're a team like Sacramento, you have to fully earn it. You know, I don't think it's about anything other than you haven't been in the playoffs in 16 years. You haven't done anything in 16 years. Go out and earn it. So that's where I'm at with Sacramento. I like uh, Keegan Murray. I said that after the draft. I think he'll help Sacramento. I think he's a player that will... Uh, help them somewhat in his rookie season. I don't think he's going to set the world on fire in his rookie season, but I think he's a player that will help the Kings. And I think long-term, uh, he'll help them a lot. You know the routine. If you want to come on the show, hit your hand icon, uh, and we will do it. Also talked about Kevin Durant and his legacy. I just I don't really understand Durant's thinking here. I mean, he's a very sensitive athlete. He's very thin-skinned. He does not like criticism. 
Uh, if someone says something about him that ruffles his feathers, he goes right to social media. And again, I've never really understood that for somebody that is as talented as Kevin Durant. I make no mistake about it. The guy's a generational talent. Okay? But what's his legacy going to be? What's his legacy going to be? That he went to Golden State, jumped on their bandwagon after they had already won a championship and helped them win two more only to leave and watch them win another championship? What's his legacy? You want a legacy? You really want to do something special? Go play for the Knicks. Go to the world's largest stage. Go to the Mecca of basketball. Go to a franchise that has been god-awful for a long time and lead them to a championship. You want to talk about a legacy? That would be a legacy. Go to Sacramento, the laughingstock of the NBA for many, many years. Go win them a championship. You want to talk about legacy? That would be a legacy. Going to play for the Phoenix Suns and maybe winning a championship, not a legacy. Going to Miami, not going to do anything for your legacy. You understand the point? I look at Kevin Durant, great talent, doesn't have a legacy. So he's done very little in my opinion. So he went to a team that already won a championship and won two more. Big deal. That doesn't, that's not impressive to me. You want to impress me? Go win a championship in New York. Go win a championship in Sacramento. That would impress me. Okay? Not very often you hear New York and Sacramento in the same sentence in sports, but you understand the point. That would impress me. Nothing else that Durant has done in terms of legacy accomplishments has impressed me. Just doesn't. And again, I think that I think he's a phenomenal talent. Phenomenal. Again, I think he's one of the best players of his generation. You know, you can get on LeBron James case for going to Miami and teaming up with Wade and Bosch and Allen. You can do that. You can get on him from going to the Lakers. You can do that. But he did something that many thought would be impossible. And that's win a championship in Cleveland for those starving sports fans in that city. No matter what you think about LeBron James, no matter how you feel about James playing in Miami or the Lakers, you cannot question what he did in that city for that franchise. Can't. That's a legacy that lasts forever. What's LeBron, or excuse me, what's Kevin Durant's legacy going to be? Right now, he doesn't have one. He doesn't have one. And when you think of great players, generational talents, when you think of Magic Johnson, we know what his legacy is. When you think of Larry Bird, we know what his legacy is. When you think of Michael Jordan, we know what his legacy is. When you think of Kobe, right? I mean, I can go on and on. What is the legacy going to be of Kevin Durant? And does Durant even care? You see, I think he does care. Because he's so damn sensitive about everything. But there's nothing that Durant has accomplished in his career that I look at and go, man, that's really impressive. I don't. I don't. Stop jumping on the bandwagon. You couldn't get it done in Oklahoma City on a home floor in the biggest game of your career against the Warriors, and you melted. You melted. And then what did you do? You left to go play for the team that you couldn't beat. And you win two championships. And now all of a sudden, I'm supposed to be impressed. Well, I'm not. I told you that while it was happening, 
I told you that before he even played his first game with the Warriors. I was critical of it then. I'm critical of it now. And I did a show earlier today with Sean Salisbury, and I love Sean because there's no BS with him. And I've said the same thing. When are these teams in pro sports going to take control of their franchises? So Kevin Durant comes to me and says he wants to be traded. And I'm like, excuse me? You want to be traded? Why? After everything we did for you and the money we gave you and the long-term deal and rolling out the red carpet and going out and getting Kyrie Irving and going, you know, and now all of a sudden you want to get traded? Huh? No. No. No, I would not trade Kevin Durant. Nope. Wouldn't do it. What's he going to do? Sit out? Not play for a couple of years? Not get paid? Not play in the NBA? And come on now. We know the answer to that question, don't we? We know the answer to that question. Of course he's going to play. Of course he's going to play. So what do you think about this? What do you think of the legacy of Kevin Durant as it stands now? And if he goes to Phoenix or Miami or whatever, one of the teams that's already a title contender, and wins a championship there, is that going to do anything for you? Doesn't do anything for me at all. Go to New York and win a championship with the Knicks. That would impress me. Go to Sacramento, win a championship. That would impress me. Go to Orlando. Go to play for the Orlando Magic and win a championship there. That would impress me. All right? I can name a lot of other teams where that would impress me. But Durant, to me, doesn't do it. No legacy, in my opinion. All right, let's get the show rolling. We get started with Jerry. Jerry, good afternoon. How are you today? I'm fine, Grant. How are you, sir? I'm good, buddy. And Grant, let me ask you something. You said that, uh, you know, Kevin Durant, we all know that the man is very sensitive. Um, how do you think he would fare with that New York media there, Grant? They will tear his ass apart, and I don't think he would be able to handle it, to be honest with you. It would, you're, you, you hit it right on the head. I think that would be the real drawback. Now, he has been in New York for the last two years, but being in New York and playing for the Nets and playing for the Knicks uh, are two different things. All right? It really is. Uh, you make a great point. I think that could be real problematic for Durant when he doesn't have a good game, uh, does something stupid uh, social media-wise, I think that could be a real problem for him. I, I think he could have a real issue. And I'm not so sure he would want that. Uh, I don't know. if, And I think you bring a great point. That may be an environment that he would not be able to handle mentally. And I know he's handled a lot of other things. And again, I have a lot of respect for him as a basketball player. But you bring up a very good point. Grant, does Kevin Durant, does he have like a no trade clause? Like what team he wants to go to? And if there's other teams that, that the Nets want to trade him to, uh, do they have to do that? Or, or yeah, I'm not familiar with his contract and what the language is or is not. Uh, but the Nets, first of all, don't have to trade him at all. They could just say, no, we're not going to trade you. Sorry that you want to be traded, but we're not We're not going to trade you. I, I don't know why teams don't become more uh in control of their franchise i really don't i in durant's case you know with a long-term deal uh, if i'm brooklyn i would say no i'm not trading you you know and if i'm going to trade you you better believe it's going to make my team better i'm not giving you away that's for damn sure and you know just think of all the stuff that the nets did for him him being out for that yep. year they paid him yep. uh and it's just you know what where's where's the uh uh where's the gratitude you know what? Think about that. I mean, where is the gratitude? You're being, you know, you're being, you know, you're being selfish, and you're the, you're the one that told the Nets uh, probably to bring in Kyrie Irving, and and you want to pull this shit now seriously. I know uh, it's um, it's to me what's wrong with pro sports, and I think it also hurts the NBA 
But in this particular instance, I think this once again tarnishes any legacy that Kevin Durant has. That's how I look at this. I just think Durant is going to when when we when Kevin Durant retires, we're going to look back and go, man, what a great player. But what did he actually do? Didn't do anything. Great player, but do we put him on a high pedestal like some of the other former NBA stars that I mentioned? No, he's not even close. He's not even close to that. And just like you said, Grant, when you first started your show, that, you know, stop chasing rings, man. I mean, go out there and make your own legacy. Make make your own. Get people talking about Kevin Durant, not going and yep. chasing rings. I mean, oh, yeah. Man. I know. And unfortunately, that's becoming more of the norm now than the exception. And the other thing that's becoming more of the norm now than the exception are owners and general managers that cave in to a star's wish to go play somewhere else. I, I wish you'd just have an owner and a general manager come out and say, uh, no, we're not trading you. You're under contract you, uh, to honor the contract. It happens occasionally, but for the most part, not enough. You know, And in the NBA, uh, it really – I can't remember the last time that happened. I really can't. Can you think of a time when a team said, absolutely not, we're not trading you, honor your contract? I can't remember. I can't remember. It seems like those players that want to get traded always end up getting moved. Grant, didn't Chris Weber, uh, wasn't he, um, he was not happy when he came to Sacramento. Uh, what did it take for him to just finally accept it and go on? His father. His father told him after he didn't show up for day one, he said, you know what, if I had your, uh, if I was in your shoes, if I had your uh, talent, you know, I, I and and whatever he said to Chris changed Chris's mind, and he reported, and then you know again after two years he signed a, an extension, and you know the rest is history. So his father was largely responsible for getting Chris to report uh, to the Kings when he didn't want to. And Grant, Kevin Durant, you know, he reminds me of James Harden, right? They're both a bunch of crybabies, and it's it's like you know they don't show up when it's time to show up it's just like oh man it's you know it's just very frustrating being a fan of the nba for many 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 decades grant and uh you know something needs yeah. to be changed something needs to be different here dude because you know what i mean the way the nba is going grant <laughs> you know they think they lost years last year you know they're going to use there's a lot more this year you know jerry the one thing i would say about durant uh as opposed to harden durant was great for the Warriors in the playoffs, you know, I mean, he won the MVP of the finals two years in a row. Uh, Durant didn't wet his pants in the biggest of games like Harden did. That's the big difference between Kevin Durant and James Harden. Big difference. Yeah, but then again, too, Grant, I mean, going to the Warriors, you know, it, it's already a championship team. So, I mean, I mean, it is good players. You have good players around you. That's true, but you still can only be judged on your performance, regardless of who you are playing with. I mean, James Harden played with some tremendous players too, albeit maybe not players such as Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. But the point I'm trying to make is Draymond Green, or excuse me, Kevin Durant was great for the Warriors. He wasn't just good. So yes, he jumped on the bandwagon. Yes, he joined an elite team, but he was elite himself. You can't take that away from him. I mean, he was. He was great right. in those games for the Warriors in the postseason. And Grant, what is uh, – uh, so um, I think it was game six and game seven with the Rockets, with the Warriors. Uh, yes. Uh, James Harden just disappeared. I mean, I yep. mean, wow. It's like, you know what, dude? You know what? The biggest, the biggest stage and where did he go? Where? Well, it's the M.O. of his career. That's James Harden in a nutshell. I mean, an amazing offensive talent. We know that. Uh, but when you absolutely need him and you need him to be the guy, he's not the guy. You know, just not. And we saw it again this year in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Do you think that James Harden knows all the shit that's being talked about him? Uh, of course. Uh, he knows, but he probably doesn't care, right? He doesn't care. No. He's certainly not nearly as sensitive as Durant. You know, I, I mean, you talk about does James Harden care? I mean, I saw that. He celebrated the signing of his contract with a big, huge bash out in the Hamptons. He doesn't care what people say about him. He, I mean, he, 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 Kevin Durant, meanwhile, 
Uh, he cares about everything that's said about him. He's the most sensitive athlete, perhaps, in all of pro sports right now. I don't know if there's a more thin-skinned, <laughs> sensitive athlete than Kevin Durant. I really mean that. I don't know if there is one in all of, in all of professional sports. What about DeMarcus Cousins? Uh, DeMarcus Cousins is extremely thin-skinned, is extremely critical uh, and sensitive to those that criticize him. Yes, but DeMarcus isn't even in the league right now, so I didn't even bring him up. Uh, and DeMarcus isn't the type of player that Durant is. I can't put DeMarcus Cousins and Kevin Durant in the same sentence. That just isn't fair. Uh, so I didn't bring up Cousins. He is extremely sensitive. He's probably one of the most sensitive athletes that I've ever been around. And the difference, though, between Cousins and Durant is that if you criticize Cousins, he turns around and makes it personal to you. In other words, if you criticize Cousins, he attacks you as a person. I've seen it time and time and time again. I saw it with many members of the Sacramento media where he would bully them in front of other members of the media. Durant doesn't do that. Grant, there's one thing I've been wanting to ask you. Uh, when that one time when this uh, fan told Kevin Durant, you need to take the game over, and Kevin Durant turns around and tells him uh, something to the fact that, that I think you need to sit down and shut the F up. Now, Yes, fans, that's correct. If fans can be ejected for saying stuff like that, Grant, uh, I mean, uh, not that. But why can't players be ejected for using that same kind of language toward a, a fan? Why? I mean, what is the difference? I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that what Durant did, that was such an egregious example of misbehavior by a player towards a fan. I mean, all the fans said was, with no profanity, hey, uh, Kevin, you got you to start taking over the game or something like that. Right. And to, that, that set Durant off where he said, hey, you just got to shut the F up and sit down. I mean, you just can't have that. It's just awful. Terrible. Yeah. Well, Grant, thanks for taking the call, Grant. Love your show. All right, Jerry. Thank you. You have a good day. Appreciate it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Grant. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, if you want to get in on the program, all you need to do is uh, hit your hand icon, uh, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. You know, I, again, I recognize... Durant's greatness, okay? He is great, all right? He is great. There's no question about it. I mean, is there anyone out there that thinks that Kevin Durant is not great? The guy's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal basketball player, okay? In his clutch, and... He's, he's one of the few 
of his size, athleticism, everything else. There are not many people on the planet, very, very few, that you can count on one hand and you don't need all your fingers that can do what Kevin Durant does on the basketball court. All right? I mean, name me another player like Kevin Durant. He is a generational talent. But what is his legacy? I don't see his legacy being one that you're going to talk about with great accolades. I mean, what are you going to say about it? I mean, if Kevin Durant goes and wins another title with a team that's already a title contender and leaves Brooklyn because he wanted out and the Nets caved in and whatever, what are you going to say about him? I, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to give him all the praise that he thinks he deserves. I just can't do it. He hasn't done anything. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Grant? I'm good, buddy. Hey, um, you know, I, I kind of want to challenge you on that point because it's a different NBA now. Ever since, and you brought this up, LeBron and, you know, all the guys in Miami uh, building that super team. How do you judge a player at this point? Because that's the new norm. It's having two to three stars. And look what Brooklyn did. They, they brought in three guys and it did not work out. And with the Gobert trade, I mean, if you're Brooklyn, if Gobert demands four first round picks on top of the players that Utah got in exchange, why would you not trade Kevin at this point? Um, if I could get a deal similar to the one that you're talking about, I probably would trade Kevin Durant, but I wouldn't trade Durant unless the deal knocked my socks off. And I don't agree with you about, you know, the new norm in the NBA in the sense of, I'm not saying that players aren't doing it, but what I'm saying is when you talk about the great players, and I'm going to put Kevin Durant in the category of one of the great players of all time. So I put him in the category of Magic, Bird, Jordan, all right, all of those great players, all right, that all have, amazing legacies all right now i know that's a different era and you're talking about the way the nba is now but as much as you want to criticize lebron james for going to miami or going to la and playing with anthony davis you can't ever criticize him for what he did in cleveland and going back there and winning a championship that's a legacy that's something that will live on forever again all the other players that i just mentioned they have legacies what's kevin durant's legacy to me he doesn't have one who else could you name give me another superstar player in the NBA, okay, that you look at and say they have no legacy. Durant, to me, he's there. I, I don't know who else I would name that doesn't have a legacy. What's Kevin Durant's legacy? What's he done? He really hasn't done anything, has he? Grant, look what he did for Oklahoma City. That, that was a one-year project when I think – I forget why they started playing in Oklahoma City. I think it was the New Orleans Floods. Um, but look at how that turned into a basketball town. I'm not saying that's a personal legacy, but at the same time, he was the head of that team. No, did he not get a championship? But just because you don't have a championship doesn't mean that you haven't built a legacy or built something for a city or a franchise. So uh, it's just, well, at, the, at the end of the day, Grant, he has championships. So what? Big deal. He has so what? What? But he but he went to a team that had just won a championship that had been in two NBA finals. Okay, won two, then left, and they won another one. So like, what does that mean? So he won two championships. Big deal. Do you think people are going to talk about Kevin Durant when his career is all said and done, assuming that he doesn't have any other championships? In the same way they talk about Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan or Larry Bird or Magic Johnson. No, they're not. They're not going to. He won't be in that class. And it's a shame because he's as talented as any of those players. But Grant, it's a, it, I, I go back and I know you disagree with me. It's a different NBA. And the NBA is trending that way. And, I, and that's my personal opinion. And quite honestly, you're talking about Sacramento in a small market. Why would you mortgage your future? on somebody, even though you rarely see a superstar with four years on their contract left that you could get potentially. But like you said, they can force their way out after a year or two. 
and get into this position. So, you know, it, it's just a really confounding situation on where he may go and where, you know, like who's willing to take that risk at this point? Well, that's a great question. Uh, we're going to find out if there is a team willing to take that risk. I mean, the Philadelphia 76ers just took a $100 million risk with James Harden, right, who looked horrible last year, who was out of shape, who didn't play well, uh, who's, you know, talks about hamstring issues. They just took a chance on a incredibly supremely talented player in a hundred million dollar deal. There are, is there a team that's going to take a chance on a head case and a malcontent in Kyrie Irving and give him what he wants in a three or four year deal? It only takes one general manager for that to happen. So I wouldn't say who's going to do it. We've already seen a couple examples of general managers that are desperate, that want to win now, who understand that their job, they won't have a job if they don't win now. And so they're willing to roll the dice. And again, I, I think Philadelphia is a perfect example of that. Let me ask you, as a general manager of a basketball team, would have you given James Harden a three-year deal over $100 million? No, not at all. I mean, neither. But, but, but look at what Philadelphia just did. They well, just did. Okay, so let me uh, flip it on you. If you're the general manager of the Nets, if you get rid of Durant, you got to get rid of Simmons and Irving too, right? And just go into full rebuild like Celtics. Well, maybe you do. As far as Simmons goes, I mean, I don't even count him as an NBA player anymore because the guy can't play. It doesn't play. So um, what I I would have I would move Simmons in a in a New York second if I could. If anybody out there were, was stupid enough to take him. Uh, you might go on a full rebuild. You very well may. Uh, that that's very very possible. Absolutely. It it's just a really interesting situation, and I can't say for sure, but I'm pretty sure Durant does have a no trade clause in his contract. I've heard that. Um, but you know, probably him, does. Yeah, him going to anywhere in the Eastern Conference makes no sense unless you're going into a full rebuild. You got to send him out west if he wants to go west because the East is much weaker than the West at this point. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, you bring yeah, up but if Durant, three- if Durant, if Durant is as good as we think he is, and he is, why would you think that he couldn't go win a championship with a team in the East? Well, he. he possibly could but if you're the nets why the hell would you send him to a team in the east you're you're going to see him four times a year so what if you're the nets and you trade durant you're not going to win for the foreseeable future anyway because as you said a lot of that would you be getting a return or draft picks so i wouldn't have any problem if i'm the nets trading durant to the east because if i trade durant okay i'm i'm not winning anyway so what difference does it make whether he beats me four times a year what if I'm the Nets, that wouldn't matter to me. I mean, it really wouldn't. Now, if I thought that I had a championship contending team once I traded Durant, then yes. But if the Nets trade Durant, they're not a contender anymore, are they? Well, the uh, not immediately, but the loot that you're going to get with draft picks, I mean, you could possibly be a contender in two or three years. He's got four years on his contract. Like, I, I mean, unless he forced his way out somewhere else. But, you know, I, I think you got to look at that on the whole. I would trade Durant if I'm the Nets. If, if, if I get a deal that is like too good to turn down. I don't care if it's the Knicks. I would trade him to the Knicks if I'm the Nets. I don't care about any other franchise other than my own. I don't care where Durant goes. If I get uh, a, well, let's use this as an example. The Utah Jazz just traded Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves. I can guarantee you that the Jazz with a star player like Mitchell and some other really good pieces on that team aren't conceding anything. And they just traded arguably the best defensive player in the NBA to a team in their conference. Why did they do that? And then look what, look, look what they got back in return. Fair point. I'm, uh, I'm actually glad that you brought up Mitchell. You think you can see the Kings taking a move at him or trying to make a play towards him? No, with, uh... not now. Not now. I don't think so. Um, because I think the Kings just made their moves. I think they like what they have, and I don't believe – that they're going to make another move of that magnitude. I also don't really know why the Jazz would trade Donovan Mitchell. doesn't make sense to me. Um, well, they're, they're close him. to a rebuild, Grant. I mean, they're, yeah. they're – come on. I, they, I, if, you have, if you have Donovan Mitchell, you're not close to a rebuild. He's one of the best players in the league. And they also have some other very good players. I don't agree with you 
that they're close to a rebuild. I agree with you that they're not one of the top four teams in the West right now, but I don't know if I would go as far as saying that they're in a rebuild. I would say that they dropped down, but if you have Mitchell, who's a legitimate all-star at one of the most important positions on the NBA floor, don't you think there's still a no ifs, ands, or buts about a playoff team? Uh, maybe playing, and you said that the play-in is not actually a playoff team. So I don't think I, it is. No, I disagree. Um, I, I think that they are going to look to rebuild as well, just as the Nets. I mean, look at why would you get rid of Quinn Snyder? He was a really, really good coach. Uh, I, you like, know, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think it was more Quinn Snyder wanting to leave Utah than Utah getting rid of Quinn Snyder. But uh, you know, we'll, we're going to, you know, time will tell. I just, I don't see the Jazz falling all the way out of the playoff picture. It's not like they they still have some pretty good talent on their team. Yes, they did trade Rudy Gobert, but they still have uh, pretty good talent on that team, including an all-star in Mitchell. So I don't know if I would just look at the Jazz right now and say they're not a playoff team. I think they still are a playoff team. I don't know if they're going to contend like they have been in the past couple of years. I'm not ready to go that far. I mean, we saw what happened last year. You know, they were not able to win against Dallas when Dallas had Luka Doncic you know, not play in game one, not play in game two. And the Mavs were able to go back to Salt Lake City with the series tied at 1-1 after losing game one at home. Now, I thought the Jazz had that series tailor-made, and they blew it. And then they decided to make the deal and trade Rudy Gobert. But does that mean all of a sudden the Jazz aren't a playoff team? Well, you know, Mitchell is a great player, and that's why I brought that up with the Kings, because I, yep. I think that he would be a perfect fit. Um, in Sacramento, and we have the pieces that may work salary-wise, but you know the Jazz. I mean, yeah, they. I I, I see them as a play or a play-in team. I don't think it's going to be a playoff team, but um, Mitchell is an awesome player. And you know, what do you do? I mean, Ingles to me was very important to that team, and it was actually really shocking that he signed for six million dollars for one year. I think it was six point one. That that blew my mind because he is so important to what they do because Mitchell driving the lane, kicking out. And so it's it, it we'll see. I don't know. Uh, the Western Conference is going to be tough. You bring up a great point about, you know, what well, teams are going to be competitive and where the Kings could possibly fit in. Um, so we'll see. All right. Well, let's look at the Jazz. Mike Conley had a really good year. Is still a really good point guard. Bojan uh, Bogdanovich is a really good small forward, okay? So they have three really good starters. They have uh, Jordan Clarkson, correct, coming off the bench. They have a couple of other players, Beasley coming off the bench. They, I'm not crazy about their center position now with Hassan Whiteside. I am not a Hassan Whiteside guy. I'm not a fan of Hassan Whiteside. But there are, other, there are three starters, you know, at, at point guard, Shooting guard and small forward are all pretty damn good. I, I just don't see the Jazz not being a playoff team. I guess time will tell. That's why you play the 82 games. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, they, they have good pieces, but look at the Lakers this year. They missed the playoffs. They had good pieces. Yep. Okay, do you think the Lakers are going to miss the playoffs this year? Uh, depends what they do. Uh, not super. Uh, the Westbrook thing is going to be the, the biggest situation there. So I, I think they make the playoffs. They'll probably be a six, seven seed, in my opinion. What do you think? I agree. All right. Do you think Portland is a much better team right now than they were at the end of the season? No. I do. They get Jeremy Grant. They pick up Gary Payton, who uh, was very, very good for the Warriors in the postseason. Uh, assuming, and again, I'm doing this because I don't know, assuming Damian Lillard is 100%. With the addition of those two, and we don't know about Sharp, the draft pick yet, we have to wait and see how that turns out. Why are they not a better team than they were last year when the season ended? Uh, chemistry. I mean, time will tell, like you said. Um, 82 games to be played out. But, you know, there was that chemistry between McCollum and uh, Lillard. And no question. I, yeah, I, that was just – that was a different chemistry. That was one of the best backcourts in the NBA. Um 
but you know i mean we'll have to see we haven't seen them play together but you know you take portland where would you put them in the east if you have that roster assuming the chemistry is there they would probably be what like a three or four seed uh no i wouldn't put them that high i think the top part of the east is actually pretty good right now with boston milwaukee miami uh i'm not so sure that i would put them that high I think they're a playoff team, but, you know, when you look at the standings last year, look at the ninth and 10th place teams in the East and look at the ninth and 10th place teams in the West and compare the records, the East records, you know, particularly for the 10th spot, much, much, much better than San Antonio's 34 wins. So I thought the East was an overall better conference than the West last year. This year, where would I put Portland in the East? It's tough to say. We have to wait until the end of NBA free agency and everything else, but, I think Portland has upgraded their roster considerably from last year. The point I'm trying to make is, all right, let's just, for sake of argument, let's say that the Jazz fall all the way out of this, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's replace the Jazz with the Lakers. I'm not talking about replacing them at a certain seed in the West, but let's just replace. Let's take the Jazz out of the West and let's put the Lakers in because I think the Lakers are going to be in the playoffs, all right? Now, I'm looking at this from Sacramento's perspective. They weren't a top-10 team. I think San Antonio falls out, okay? Let's say that Sacramento is going to be competing for a play-in spot with Portland. I would not rule out Oklahoma City. I think they're going to be much improved this year, okay? I'm I'm just looking at who in the West do you look at right now and say the Kings are better than? And I can't, quite frankly, of the top 10 teams that finished 1 through 10, Spurs being 10, Phoenix being one, who's Sacramento better than other than San Antonio? I wouldn't take their roster over New Orleans. I wouldn't take it over the Clippers. I wouldn't take it over Minnesota. I wouldn't take it over any of the other teams. So I, that's why I'm just still not really that optimistic that Sacramento is going to make a big leap this year. <laughs> like you said in your rant, um, you know, if it was up to the Kings fan or fans at the uh, California Classic, uh, they would be the one seed after seeing Keegan. <laughs> right. But, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's funny. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, you're right. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm actually, I, I'm optimistic, but I don't think the Kings are done. I, I disagree with you on that point. I think, you know, especially Monty going into the last year of his contract with an option on the backside. I, I think he's still willing to make a big splash. I didn't say they're done. I didn't say that. I just said I don't think they're going to go after Donovan Mitchell. Okay, I don't think I think they're fairly comfortable with their backcourt. Uh, I I don't think they're done either, but I don't think they're going to make a play for Donovan Mitchell. So on with the Kings, any pieces, or if you had to pick two or three pieces, who would they be that you would move at this time? Uh, I would move De'Aaron Fox in a heartbeat if I could get a deal for him. I just don't like point guards that can't shoot consistently. And I don't care about how much he drives to the basket. The name of the game in the NBA is three-point shooting. The name of the game is uh, perimeter shooting. And De'Aaron Fox is not a good perimeter shooter. And he's not a good free throw shooter. And I don't believe that you can go very far with a point guard that's not a good shooter. So if you were, if I were Monty McNair and I had a deal that made sense for me, uh, I would trade De'Aaron Fox. That would be my number one priority. I agree. Um, with De'Aaron, what do you think the market would be for him? What would you see Sacramento getting back? I, I don't know what the market would be. I don't think it's great because he's a max player. Uh, excuse me. He has a max deal, and I don't think he's perceived as a max player. So, you know, I'm not optimistic that the Kings would be able to trade him. I think last year was a perfect example. They ended up trading Tyrese Halliburton to go and get a player such as Sabonis. I believe the Kings would have loved to have De'Aaron Fox go in a deal like that and keep Halliburton and they weren't able to do it. So I think last trade deadline to me kind of showed that the market for Fox really isn't that good. Now we've heard rumblings with the Knicks, you know, over the last year, the New York media has built up Fox, but I, I, you know, now we always heard John Randall uh, or, you know, where, I mean, Julius Randall, where's he going to play? He's not, he, he wouldn't fit in with this Kings right now, right, with, with Randall. So that's not going to be uh, a player that the Kings go after. Where would you think Fox would go? I, I answer my own question. 
I don't know if there's a market out there for him right now with the money that he's making. Yeah, they would have to pay a portion of his contract. There's no idea. I mean, no question about that, in my opinion. I just I, yep. I wonder what the deal would be that, you know, if you were the GM, what deal would you like you would jump on that's realistic for De'Aaron that would help the Kings out? It's a fabulous question. I mean, you're obviously going to have to take some contract back. You're not just going to be able to get draft picks for him because of his salary. So it's a fabulous question. I want to get at least a player that I know is a good player, doesn't have to be great, and a draft pick as well that I think would be a pretty decent draft pick. But I, I, if, I'm, if I'm the Kings, I would love to unload his salary. I like what I saw last year in the rookie out of Baylor. I think we all can agree with that, correct? That Agreed. Maybe he – okay, I think Mitchell was a guy that we looked at and go, wow, okay, uh, now you have – uh, veterans in the backcourt that know how to play the game and particularly Herder. I'm not crazy about Monk. I think he has some deficiencies, some big-time deficiencies in his game. Yes, he's a good shooter, but I, I, I'm not crazy. What I am, uh, I do like is the Kings are appeasing De'Aaron Fox. They're trying to make him as comfortable and as happy as he can with getting a Malik Monk. So for that reason, I agree with it. I think it's good, but why would I think that De'Aaron Fox, after five years, is just going to come back in year six and be a much better shooter? There's nothing that I've seen in his game that would lead me to believe that that's going to happen. Yeah, I think um, that was a surprising move to me with Monk. Uh, I think he's a decent player, but like you said, they are appeasing De'Aaron, and it kind of looks like that Monty seems to be building around De'Aaron at this point instead right. of Sabonis. So, I mean, I'd rather have Dante DiVincenzo than Malik Monk. I think he's a better all-around player. Uh, DiVincenzo didn't want to be in Sacramento, and it looks like the Kings granted his wishes. And I think the Warriors made a really good move. I think DiVincenzo will be really, really good with Golden State. I think he's going to be really good. I think that's a tremendous pickup by Golden State. He's going to be perfect for them. Um, you yes, know, he is. Scrappy, just like uh, Iguodala to a yep. degree. And, you know, Andre probably doesn't. This probably was his last year in the league, maybe one more. Yep. But, um, yeah, no, I think that was a great pickup. I like Dante. I thought he fit in well I do with too. the Kings. And that was a guy that we needed. There, name me another guy on the roster that was that scrappy or scrappy other than Mitchell yeah. for the most part. And again, so. I, I would, I, I, pref- if you're asking me, would I take him or Malik Monk? I wouldn't even think twice about it. I, I'm yeah. taking Devin Shinzo. I think he's a better all around player and a better fit for Sacramento, but he did not want to be in Sacramento and Monty McNair saw it differently. I mean, I do like, I do like Monk shooting. I mean, he is a really good uh, three point shooter, but he doesn't do what, DiVincenzo does, in my opinion, and I think DiVincenzo last year, for the most part, had a wasted year because of his ankle, but you saw him towards the end of the year, and, you know, the ankle was getting better and what he can do, so I I do believe that is going to be a player that the Kings are going to look back on and wish that they had. Yeah, uh, uh, 100%, 100, 100,000%, I agree. Um, You know, don't you think Monk, though, to a degree, is kind of a broke man's buddy healed? I know he's got the chemistry with De'Aaron, but I just don't necessarily see it other than trying to appease De'Aaron. I mean, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But it kind of feels like we're going in the status quo again. I think he is a status quo player. Kevin Herter, on the other hand, I like a lot. I mean, he's got a really good basketball IQ, knows how to play the game. I think he's going to be a really good fit. Uh, for Sacramento but we'll see you know again maybe Monty McNair is not that I'm not saying he is I just don't think that you know Mitchell's going to be in play here Um, so we'll see well buddy it's always good having you on the show man I really appreciate it enjoy the rest of your day you too Grant have a good one bud yep good conversation right there uh, with Ryan step into the world of power loyalty and luck I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family 
no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. If you want to get in on the program today, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, uh, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. The, uh, you know, again, the we're talking about what is today? The 5th of July, right? So free agency is still going on. Uh, tomorrow, the teams can actually start signing players. We have summer league. Then you have really a down August and September, you know, particularly the last two weeks of August, first two weeks of September is really the downtime uh, in the NBA. I, I'm not really sure what right now else is out there uh, for Sacramento, but uh, certainly there's a long way to go between now and the start of training camp. Hey, tomorrow we'll have an open forum Wednesday. Look forward to it. Great having you on today. Really enjoyed the conversation. Make it a great one. And thanks so much for listening right here on Listen App. So long, everybody. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.